Maimuna, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Joanne. Yeah, it's great to have you on. So, um, firstly, I would like you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. Um, you know, your background, something, whatever you'd like to share with us about about who you are and the journey you're on with your entrepreneurial venture. Okay, as Joanne rightly mentioned, my name is Maimuna Jahate. I'm the founder of Maimuna Skin and Hair Care Products. I'm currently 27 years old, residing in the Gambia. I'm a Gambian, and I hold a bachelor's in biotechnology from India. Um, I'm a second-year medical student right now, and I do online school, studying a diploma in skincare formulations. Okay. Okay. Wow. You're a busy lady. And what about <laughs> your, and your, so you're in, okay, you did your biotech degree in India. Where in India, yes. did, which, which state in India did you study in? I was in Greater Noida, that is in Uttar Pradesh. Oh, wow. Did you enjoy your time there studying? Yes, it was a lovely time in India. I learned a lot. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, and now you're actually you're a medical student. So are you doing, I guess that's a five-year program, right? Yes, at the University of the Gambia. Uh, University of the Gambia. Okay, and what, what aspect of medicine would you like to focus in? Um, dermatology. Ah, perfect. Compliments yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. got it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so what we're going to discuss is um, the beauty, the beauty world, right? You said beauty, the beauty business in the Gambia, just that entire industry. So yes. can you tell us um, about your business exactly? What is it and when did you start it? Um, so Maya Muna started in 2017. And what we do is we use natural ingredients in our products. So we source from the Gambia and neighboring countries like Senegal, Mali, Nigeria, Ghana. And we use these ingredients like shea butter, black soap, um, the rice, the coffee. We use it in our products to make like wholesome, holistic products that we can use on our hair, on our skin. So yep. right now in 2019, going to 2020, we just opened our shop, our first ever boutique at Bacau, that's in the Gambia. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. And then yeah. we've extended our products to use them in different services. And we do pedicure and manicures, body treatment, and facials. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, Maimuna, did you say cassie? You use cassie as in the green, the green plant that looks that, that's a part of the cactus family? No, coffee, coffee. Coffee. Oh, because yeah. coffee. I see. Yes, no, because coffee. where I come from, we have mm -hmm. some a plant we call cassie. C A S I, okay. I think it's spelled, which is green. So I thought you it was the same thing. But coffee. Okay. So you actually use coffee in your in your as your ingredients in the products. Yeah. So we in have a really nice coffee scrub that we use. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. So where did your interest in, in beauty, and obviously you're using natural products, so I guess you're mm -hmm. a natural skincare line, right? Like I don't know, yes. organic line. Where did yeah. your interest, were you always interested in, because in, you're studying dermatology as well. So were you always interested in skincare? Yes. So when I was growing up, um, ever mm. since I realized what, 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 what is left from right, I was always yeah. integral. So I was always interested in skincare and lotions and fragrance and makeup, those kind of stuff. 
So mm-hmm. when puberty hit, I started suffering from acne. And that's what mm-hmm. started to me developing my own recipe. So I've started mixing products since when I was in junior school, which is very mm-hmm. early on, like around 12, mm-hmm. 13. That's when I would mix the shea butter and use it on my skin. But it was my mom who taught me all of these recipes. Like she would make you teach me how to make soap and teach me how to make my own beauty cream that I could use. And it started helping me with my acne. But when I traveled mm. to India, I, the skincare world just made so much sense to me because I could see mm. different Ayurveda um, tips and tricks they use to yeah. treat acne and grow beautiful hair. So it was in They India use a lot I, of turmeric. They yeah. use a lot of turmeric so, in India, right? Yeah. Na- so we have our own turmeric. rice turmeric scrub as well. Our nice. products and our treatments are like very influenced by Indian and African traditions because wow. of my stay in India. Lovely. So that's yeah. a that's a compliment to the Indians, then, right? Exactly. They have long, beautiful I'm hair not, and I'm glowy skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Indian Indian do. women have beautiful skin. You know, I'm exactly. into. I don't know if you. I don't know if you know about Korean beauty, but I'm into Korean beauty. So I'm one of the people that worship the 10 step korean 10 step um, glasses classic. skin yes, yes. <laughs> let me like i let me tell you it's like religion for me you have no idea it's for me <laughs> as well <laughs> everybody looks at I me mean, like i'm crazy i'm like don't worry this works <laughs> i know it it's does. like breathing and my favorite yeah. product is my favorite um korean brand is innis innis free innis free okay yeah i'll I'm, check that I'm into out innis. Yeah, I mean, I've used some of the other ones, but Innis, I find, is the best. And I don't know, I just I just love it. It works, and that's works. my thing. But I, I've played around with the natural, a lot of natural um, products as well. Products. But sometimes yeah. it's, I don't always have the time. So are you creating for women, like a certain kind of woman, like a time-strapped woman, a younger woman, an older woman? Who's like your ideal client or profile so of your client? Ideal- our ideal clients are people who are suffering from skin conditions these days. So in the Gambia, mm-hmm. the, the sun is really hot, but it's mm-hmm. really dry as well. So mm-hmm. you see people with acne, but they have dry skin. So it's wow. a really tricky one because people have oily skin as well, but it's like dry. So mm. we create products for, for people who are in like temperature environment, but they have like harsh conditions on their skin. And most people here will result to using bleaching creams because oh, they yeah, have yeah, yeah. different options that will mm-hmm. um, help them clear their skin. So what we did in 2017 is think about products that are really creative that could help give you nice overall glowy skin without resulting to bleach or chemicals that could damage the skin in the long run. Yeah, for sure. So bleaching is is obviously very popular. I mean, in the Caribbean yeah. where I come from as well, it's people bleach. It's exactly. popular in in India, in in in, in Africa. Africa. It's a thing, yeah, and it's, it's very dangerous. It's very it dangerous. So causes skin a lot of cancer. people have have a lot of skin bonds. Before the cancer, you get the itching and the rashes and the skin bonds, and that's when they come to us for simple products that they know what the ingredients are. And we can help them advise on, on how to do skin treatments, skin regimens that are just simple. You cleanse, you exfoliate, you cream, and then you keep it at a minimum. Because when you have skin right. damage, their skin becomes really sensitive and then they don't know where to go. And this is what motivated me more to just step mm. on and 
instead of do a master's, I decided to go to medical school so I can give mm -hmm. um, advice as a professional. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, you have like aestheticians and different types of beauty, you know, trained people, but obviously as yeah. a dermatologist, you're, you understand the science of skin. Behind and how the skin, skin yeah. Works. Yeah, exactly. and that, adds, that adds another element, especially if you want to create and um, sort of tr your patent your own line of skincare and all skincare. of that stuff, it helps. Exactly. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. So in the long run, we're thinking about the future, what Mayamuna could um, do in the Gambia and African countries and in the world, basically. So we started now before we, mm -hmm. by the time we get there, would have done all that's necessary to grow bigger. Yeah. So what is it like? Okay. Because there's so many layers to this beauty conversation. What exactly. is the beauty industry like? right now in in your country is it is it well developed are there a lot of uh do you have competition are there other people like yourself and when i say competition i i don't mean and no disrespect to like the woman who's doing it out of her home or the man or whatever yeah. I, I mean like an actual business brand being developed with a yeah. actual front end shop do you is is that is there a lot of competition or are you one of few like just tell us about the landscape um, currently in the Gambia, the beauty wall, it's developing. Um, okay. Some five years ago, what you would see is a lot of saloons, a lot of spas, a lot of um, just treatment places. But beauty mm -hmm. products made in the Gambia were not as common. So what mm -hmm. you would see in the shops and in the saloons are mostly imported products. Um, they would be from the Cantu, the Shea Moisture, the Nivea, the Dove. Those were the products that you could find in the Gambia, like on a regular. They will be just imported products from other countries. So that's when we got the push in to start our business because it wasn't as common to find beauty products that are made here in the Gambia. You could get mm -hmm. um, products from Ghana or Nigeria or Senegal here in the market, but Gambian products were not as common. So currently we have um, a lot of pro um, companies that are just starting up with beauty lines and great creative products here in the Gambia. And the system will, will definitely change in the coming years. Like 10 years from now, I, I foresee a lot of companies coming up with different lines of beauty products here. Yeah, wow. Okay, so how, how is beauty defined in a country like the Gambia? What does that mean to the, the modern the Gambian, Gambian woman, woman like you? Yes. <laughs> right now, I would say to me, but in the general terms here in the Gambia, we like long hair, um, mm. glowy skin. And you guys really have smart. very, you guys have very dark, beautiful, shiny skin. Yes, we like, do. Very beautiful. The Gambian woman <laughs> is really beautiful. <laughs> and then we have like a really good smile. Mm. Gambia is generally called like the, the, the smiling coast of Africa because everybody is just friendly yes. and nice and warm and welcoming. So we, when you right. when you see a Gambian woman, she's smiling, she's beautiful, she's she's always looking smart, dressed really nice. So the modern woman is really beautiful here in the Gambia. Okay, okay. And the definition of beauty is it is it a Gambian beauty or is it an imported standard of beauty? We have a Gambian beauty, but the imported standard is infiltrating the culture. Mm -hmm. So of when, when you when you see um, the modern woman, obviously she you would find that there are imported standards like the slick mm. hair, but mm -hmm. in 
recent years, people have turned back to their Afro as the other parts of the world have seen. It's happened here as well. People have gone back to their natural hair and trying to look more natural, glowy skin, stopping the bleaching and having alternatives by natural products. Yeah, all those things are happening here as well. Mm, so the whole like, um, you know, there's this natural, the natural hair movement has mm -hmm. kind of hit has, has penetrated as Gambia well. as well. Yeah, right. it has. Okay, so women are, are starting to wear their hair as it is, as opposed as to it, like yeah. braids or, yeah. or, or weaves or do, any of that stuff. Yeah, or we'll just do the kinky braids or the, mm -hmm. the weaves that looks like afro, which is really nice as well. Because we've been doing that for a very long time here. Like yeah. attaching weaves to the hair, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Do you find a big part of just like before we get to the business side of the business, say mm -hmm. the more, I guess, the more outer part of the business. Do you find that a big part of what you do is educating women or like shifting their mindsets around what is beautiful or what is considered beautiful as you as you sell your products to them? Yes. With education yeah. is like a big, big part of my brand, because mm -hmm. um, once when when people are not informed um correctly or accurately about some products or just about mindset because some people will come to me and be like okay but you know shea butter makes me look a little bit darker i'm like oh, oh, yeah. what is wrong with darker skin when you nobody look likes darker, dark you look skin nice. honey. yeah yeah well we are the um, few that think so my dear the majority exactly. of the world does not think so <laughs> exactly so they, they tell me okay so i, I don't do you have products that have a little bit of bleach? Because I look, like to look a little bit brighter. I'm like, you can use turmeric. It's a natural brightener, but it wouldn't damage your skin. Like, we don't have any chemicals here because it's not good overall. It would damage your skin. And then I start telling them, as a black woman, you should accept all shades of your skin because we know when mm. the sun is really hot, we tend to get a little bit darker. And when, when, when right. it's cooler, we get brighter. That's acceptable. Those are the kind of things we have to accept that comes with our skin type yeah, or our skin yeah. tone. Yeah, but I think I think that it, I mean I know it's prevalent, but I think it's slowly changing because I yeah, know it's changing. now you see you see more women, like you said, embracing their natural hair. You see yes. uh, less women bleaching. You see more women kind of owning. Okay, this is my beauty. Fine, exactly. we may not be we may not be the acceptable standard of beauty in the world. Fine, yeah. but I think more darker women, women of color, whatever we call ourselves, are yeah. becoming more confident in who they are and exactly. and, and really exerting that, which is a good thing. At we least for the younger generation. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. For sure, for sure. So now switching to the business side of your business. Yeah. Um, how how difficult is it to build a beauty brand? Because um, the market is very saturated. And I'm not saying that because it's saturated, you can't be successful. Obviously you can. But yes. in markets that are very, very saturated, you have to work harder to differentiate, right? So exactly. What has your journey been like in terms of developing your business from the ground up? Um, starting a beauty business, especially mm -hmm. in the Gambia, is really difficult because yeah. it takes um, you have to find a balance between how people will perceive what you're doing. Some people might mm -hmm. not take it as serious. They 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 would question why would I get that when I can just grab any lotion bottle or any soap from from the mm -hmm. shop. So you have to start um, from the ground up educating people on why it's important 
to look at the ingredients you're buying, why it's important to support women in business, why it's important to buy from locally made products, um, because all of this will accumulate and um, encourage the economic development of a country. So when we mm-hmm. started um, Maya Muna in tw- 2017, it was really difficult um, to find simple things like packaging, labeling, and, and those kind of stuff. Those struggles are not found elsewhere. Like if I should start a beauty business in another developed country, it will be easy to get resources and to get um, packaging, to get standard certifications and those kind of things. But in the Gambia, we're still in like the baby stage of, of business mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the beauty world. So most of mm-hmm. these things are figured out as we go and, and, and brought to us when we required them because they were not here in place because people didn't start those, those kind of businesses. So it's, it's really important to just um, do a lot of research. So what I do is I spend like half of my time just reading and, and, and taking down research notes and, and preparing for the future because it's going to come. But it's, it's like a gradual process because some, some of these things have to be brought on by other institutes, like testing products and those kind of things. So we just prepare mm. and, and we walk according to where we are. But we have enough information for when, the, when things are set up in place. And if those things are, are being too slow, we are just going to get up and set it up ourselves. Yeah. So that's what we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes these kind of things takes like slow. It's slow pace and it takes like a longer time. So we are more proactive in, in what we are doing. Like right now that I'm studying um, organic formulations so that I can mm. prepare for organic certifications and, and other certifications that I can require if I'm ready to export my beauty brand to outside world. Right. And you. this is yeah. the second time you've mentioned outside world. So you're building a, are you building a Gambian brand for the world or are you just building a global brand? Right now we're building a Gambian brand for the world mm. because we, mm. we're trying to, to, to use what we have here in the Gambia and, and out, take it to the outside because we would want to contribute to people who have made Gambia go to the outside world because Gambia is a very small country. So mm-hmm. everybody's trying to do their part in trying to make sure we're small, but we're loud enough so everybody can hear us. Yeah, for sure. And there's so many success stories out there in, in the yes. beauty world. I mean, like Huda, everybody knows exactly. Huda Beauty. Yeah. <laughs> I and watch her every day amazing. on Snapchat. <laughs> she's amazing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's um. There's the the Kanto. There's the Shea Moisture. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're uh, Michelle Fan. Yeah. Michelle Fan is quite popular as like, but I but a lot of the women in the beauty industry, whether it's hair, cosmetics, or organic skin line like yours, they're very big in social media. So how big of a role is social media playing in your business right now, or will play in the future? Um, social media has one of being like our main driving force right now, but our mm-hmm. marketing we're just doing it to target it to the Gambia and, and neighboring countries right. because we are not ready to to take our products outside currently. So we're not working yeah. to export like 2020, but in the near future. So what we do is what we target our social media at. We just target it for the Gambia currently, so we can educate what's here, and then we move gradually with our target so social media right. has been one of our, our, our sales point especially instagram and facebook 
Yeah, for sure. And then your marketing. What about your marketing? Is there something special about your packaging? Yes. How so, you package your goods? So our packaging, um, even though it's imported, but we make sure we're like doing what's standard. So we've been um, certificated by YEP as the most innovative packaging at the last trade fair. That was the international trade fair that we have yearly in the Gambia. So we won in the most innovative packaging because we do seal our products like the outside world is doing. Yeah. So gradually mm. we prepare our products so they can meet standards of the international market. Yeah. But what about in within the continent? Do you look at what what other what other brands are being built throughout West Africa or even around other parts, East, South, North Africa? Yes. So um, in the formulation school that I am in, I get to yeah. interact with a lot of um, other formulators that are in the continent, like in Morocco, in Nigeria and in Ghana. And they're doing really well. So we're, we yeah. to, um, we're just eager to finish up our courses so we can start traveling and networking and meeting other people who we can draw inspiration from and yeah, collaborate. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because I think um, throughout the continent generally, there's a lot mm -hmm. of beauty brands that are being established, and exactly. not, and not, and again, not just in like hair and makeup, but in 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 organic products as well. Products, yeah. Organic yeah. is big. Organic, organic is really big now. Yeah. Why do you think that's the case now? Why do consumers want everything to be? organic and, and health clean. conscious and clean what what has brought that on is it just because that's what the previous generation like millennials wanted or what do you think that is i think um people are driving towards organic these days because um that's the most clean version they can find um mm -hmm. i think consumers now depend on what they can trust like if your brand mm. is not even organic, but they find it that they can trust it, like it's been driving results, it's been giving good um, reviews online, like people can trust your brand. So it's not just about what's organic or what's natural, but I think consumers just find it that they want to trust the brand that they are linked with. So when, mm -hmm. when they're driving towards organic or natural um, products, it's because of the the lot of issues that people have had in the past with chemicals and irritations and eczema skin so they find that these mm -hmm. products the organic or the natural ones they are more simple for the skin and they don't give them irritation as much i think that's been the driving force and most people now are going back to nature and going vegan and, and going all natural i think it aligns with with, with their vision and their goal and that's why they tend to choose organic because they they're doing that like through the whole body basically they're doing it holistically what they eat what they drink what they put on their skin they want it all to align yeah yeah, yeah. so it's like a lifestyle people want yeah, it's to like, it's definitely a lifestyle yeah because they even right down to the packaging you hear about yeah. eco-friendly packaging eco -friendly, and... if it's recyclable if it's, if it's friendly to the environment like people really are interested in what goes on in their life as a whole not in, yeah. in separation. Cruelty-free. I mean, you hear about brands getting into trouble brands, because yeah. they tested their products on monkeys and pigs. Monks, and exactly, <laughs> yeah. So it's a whole lifestyle that people are trying to adopt, which I emulate. Yeah. What about um, 
gender neutral products. Is that something yeah. that you'll get into? Because I know that's becoming very popular now. Yeah, like uh, when I go values. when I go to Innis when I go to Innis Free, for example, there's mm -hmm. ma a male line and there's a female line. Mm -hmm. But okay. I did recently see something that said can be used on men and women. So okay. uh, yeah. Our products are gender free here. Because the okay. soap and the sheer velvet and the scrubs, they're used by both men and women. And we have customers of all gender. Usually before, men will be shy to come and buy a soap or a scrub mm -hmm. because they think it's for women. But we, we decided to, to change the narrative here. And in our products and our photo shoots, we do use men to show other men that it's okay to take care of your skin. It doesn't make yeah, you any yeah. less of a man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think the younger generation of men care about their skin, you know, their it's skin. not like, yeah, it's not like in the past. And like you said, they're not ashamed to, to look into products and see what exactly. works. I mean, there are all these like beard oils and yeah. this cream and that cream. And there's all the things, there's a whole market out there for guys. So I feel like if yeah. you're only tapping Focusing into the women, on you're, women, you're missing, you're out, missing out. You're missing and out. And a lot of because... men, uh, sorry, go ahead. Because even with our pedicures and our treatments, a lot of men do come in to get their fit done. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I was going to say, a lot of men also use their girlfriends or wives' products, you know? Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Very common for our husband. Yeah. Like yeah you, they, exactly. you, they're using your lotions and your creams. Exactly. Or girl, women go and buy stuff for their boyfriends, for their husbands, exactly. what have you. So yeah. it's quite normal. But I think also, you know, I know in the Western world, there's, um, you know, gender non-conforming people. So people who don't mm -hmm. ascribe to being male or female. So I think exactly. also now that we're in this space where there's like all genders and not just male, female, you also have to think about that whole segment of the population who don't particularly feel like they're one or the other. And you have exactly. to make sure that you include them in your marketing you get, as well. You cater for everybody. Yeah. It's really. Yeah, important. yeah, yeah. For sure, well, you for don't sure. definitely want to make people feel like they are left out of, of your business yeah. or make them feel some kind of way. So our products are like gender neutral. We could It could be used by everybody. Interesting. So tell me about your shop. So like lay out your shop for us. Like what, what does it look like and what kind of services do you offer? So our, our shop, which is like my new baby, is at Bacar. Uh -huh. yes. 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 So when I created when I created the concept for the shop, I gave the architect the design to mm. carve it out as a space that could be like a parlor in front and then a massage room and then a formulating room. So the formulating room is like my little space where I can do different mixtures and, and and lay out different plans for which products we are going to release in the future, which products we are testing out. Those are all done in the formulation space. And then the massage room is used for facials and the body polish, the massages, and it has a shower inside. So it's like a beautifully mm. decorated sanctuary for you to just lie down and we take care of you. <laughs> so the wow. parlor is where we have our pedicures and, and, and our hair, hair treatment is going to be done there. We're just going to launch the hair treatment in April. Um, yeah, and then that's where our products are, the reception. Beautiful, white, green place. Everything is mm. white in the walls, and then the chairs are mm -hmm. decorated with green because we, mm -hmm. we love green a lot. 
Yeah. I was gonna ask you about like the sensory experience. Like, is there a lot yes. of lighting and there's like, the a colors? lot of lightning. And once you open mm. the door, the first thing you would notice is the incense and and the and the lavenders and every like good energy in there. Mm, nice. Yeah. And how many employees do you have? Um, we have five employees. Okay. Three are like our main staff, and then two are interning. Okay. Okay. And how long has your shop been opened? It's just a couple of months. We opened in November. Oh, wow. It's very yeah. new. It's very new, but it's like getting really popular. We have a lot of visits on a daily. That's why we extended okay. our opening days to now we open on Sundays as well. Nice. And do you have yes. any, like, what's your largest, um, like, selling, like, product that you sell? I mean, there's like, is there like a particular feature that people yes. like, like a package or something? Our largest selling product currently is the Ultimate Radiance Body Wash. Mm. That is like the baby of the shop. It keeps running out all the time. And the second favorite okay. is the sheer velvet. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Nice. Now, how would you say, what's the price point of your, of your line? Would you say you're like mass market or you're a bit more high end? Are you more of a Sephora? Or I think uh, we are like a Sephora. We're close okay. to $10. Our products are around the $10 mark. Okay. Okay. I love Sephora. It's one of my favorite places. I spend way too much time in Sephora. There's a big Sephora here in <laughs> in Shanghai. I go there too much. But anyway, I think a lot of people like like Sephora. But I think one of one of the biggest complaints about Sephora is that it's perhaps too expensive. But um, I don't know. I think is it possible to have a really good brand like in the beauty industry without it being expensive? What do you think? I, I mean, think if if you want to um, have a really good British brand, you would want to go for ingredients that are really good and not feelers or water-based, like ingredients that are more of feelers and, and aesthetic ingredients. You want ingredients that will drive change, ingredients that will um, create like effective results. So that's mm. why so beauty brands have to be like, to trust a brand, I think I would have to look at the price point but I will have yeah. to check the ingredients as well. Like what's the first yeah, ingredient, yeah. What the what's the line of first ingredients in the product. And those are the ones that have major content in there. And then I will check yeah. what, 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 what are the last ones, like the oils you use, how expensive are those oils in the market currently. Yeah, so having a beauty brand, like our products here in the Gambia, they are like mid-range. They're not too reasonable, but they're not too expensive. Like $400 yeah. in the Gambia is midpoint for most people. For the yeah. working middle class, it's affordable. Mm. So our products here in the Gambia, they're like for the working middle class. Middle class, or, yeah. Yeah, because we have from the range of 250 to 400 250 is like $5 to 400 is around 8 $9, yeah. Yeah, because I think one of the biggest complaints of Sephora is that it's unaffordable to most people. But okay. my thinking is, if you're building a, like you just mentioned, all the ingredients, right, that go into mm -hmm. a skin line, it's, yeah. it's carefully selected, it's tested, especially if it's natural, yeah. we can't expect it to be cheap. And I feel like if it's too cheap, then I probably wouldn't want to put it on my skin. That's yeah, how that's I true. think about it. 
you know and i think i i think most women i can't speak for all women they would prefer mm. to save up their money for say two three months to buy a really really good brand good yeah than, than to, to like invest in something that's not working but i think exactly. that's a fall, maybe that's a for uh, um 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 example wouldn't even work in terms of here in the gambia yeah but yeah, let's yeah. say our products are more i think drugstore are more reasonable than okay yeah yeah that's where we okay. are okay okay cool and what about um like in terms of your future so do you plan to just create your own chain of stores or will you have a chain and then also you would like to distribute your products in other shops and in in other biz like beauty businesses and or places and so on yeah definitely we would like to distribute to other places but have mm -hmm. our own chain as well but yeah, because Gambia sure. is too small so you yeah, have to start yeah. gradually and test the market to where it will work and what will work so we're definitely just taking our time to learn and grow and not do um, something that will be like a rush decision. So right now we're just testing yeah. what works, what the customers like. So we do a lot of like interview the customers mm -hmm. on what they would like, what they would see us do, what they would, mm -hmm. what they think they would want from us because they mm -hmm. are the ones who are going to buy it here. So what works right. in outside markets might not necessarily work here. So that's of why course, we're yeah. taking our time because most people here, they don't take the beauty industry as serious as outside world. Like you t doing mm -hmm. 10 steps would not happen here so fast. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. Yes. So we, we create our products, keeping at the back of our mind that this not, this is the Gambia. And then you have to educate people as you go and introduce them to things gradually and just test it out what works. Yeah basically yeah, entice I mean, them into the products i mean the thing is like you talked about the 10 steps i i i consume a lot of content in a lot of different things right so i'm obsessed yeah. with like youtubers particularly i watch a lot of beauty bloggers and so on and exactly. i actually i actually got into the korean brands by asia she's a popular kuwaiti blogger and no when I first when I first learned about it through, I was like, whoa, that's too much work. But then when you start to actually research it and you understand it, you get yeah. precisely you get why, why it is why it's steps. working. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not all 10 steps like every day all in one go. Um, exactly. Cause, cause like you're not going to exfoliate every day, but then it's, it's more about, I think it's less about the steps and more about understanding what each step is for and what it for, does for yeah. your skin. And once yes. you do it consistently for even say like three months, I think you then start you to see, see the like results. a noticeable yeah. difference. And, so then, I feel like, and then you will get it. You'll get why yeah. people invest a lot of time doing yeah. their face. Like it's a lot of education process. Here we started it, by telling people like wash your face twice don't sleep with makeup those kind of things it's still happening mm -hmm. people don't mm -hmm. take it as serious because um yeah. they can just wake up and say oh no i've never suffered with acne so they probably don't know the struggle of our acne prone skin so they could just sleep with makeup wake up still glowy they wouldn't get it so we yeah. keep saying your skin would age faster <laughs> those kind of things mm -hmm. you don't get to get now but yeah it will catch up to you someday so it takes a lot of education and a lot of changing the mindset about beauty and about skincare we just equated to taking care of your skin it's a healthy process so it's not more about looking beautiful but it's like a healthy process for your skin to look so healthy 
Yeah. So what does it take then to, um, because you're in a nascent industry that's just building up, what does it take to educate people in that way? Because if people don't, I mean, if people like beauty, but they don't really mm -hmm. understand beauty, because beauty can be very superficial. It can be, oh, I do my hair, my nails, my makeup. But then exactly. there's, there's beauty with depth, which is I clean my skin in a certain way because I understand how my skin mm -hmm. works and I eat certain foods because of my digestive system and how my body yeah. works. And like, you know, like there's depth to the beauty thing. So how exactly. do you, how do you educate people without putting them off as to why, you know, you have to take care of your skin or even like with hair, you know, like people, mm -hmm. like our kind of hair, black hair, yeah. for example, has to constantly be hydrated. And it's like, you yeah. really have to sleep with a hair bonnet and exactly. you know, like all of these things <laughs> that you have to do. And for some yeah. people, it seems like a hassle, but then when you start yeah. doing it, you realize, then you wow. you see the result. I, this then all is changing result. gradually. Because um, yeah. when we put out our messages, we just give simple routines on what you could do, like the cleansing, yeah. the exfoliation, or if you want to steam, like simple routines. Because we don't want to um, overwhelm people into changing different aspects because they wouldn't do it. That wouldn't be too easy to do. But if we right. put on today, don't sleep with makeup. When, mm. Even when they are in bed, they will realize, oh, oh motivated to, 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 to follow those kind of yeah, so we just give subtle messages, and when people come to the store, we encourage them um, on how to take care of their skin, do not be touching your face. Yeah, those kind of things. Wash your hands always, especially when you're doing skincare. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And will your, will your, like, when you talk about, for example, like your product line, are you mm -hmm. eventually going to have, say, like a product portfolio where it's like, okay, this is our dry skin line, this is our oily face line, this one has like, I don't know, whatever special product from the Gambia, and this one is coffee. Like, are you, is that your yes. goal, yes. your so, ultimate goal so to have the product goal, portfolio? The ultimate goal would be to do that. Yeah. yeah. And for different type of hair as well. So we're and working hair. on different things and writing down um, different steps we want to take for the coming year. Because um, sure. those kind of products takes a lot of work. So we're just yeah. getting prepared and getting pumped up for, for the amount of work that we're about to do. And then, yeah, change the story altogether in the gap. Yeah. So that people mm. can have like a wide variety of products they can just select from. Yeah. Now, we spoke to Mudu already and he was talking mm -hmm. to us about how everything is so new and it's yeah. really like from the entrepreneurial perspective, it's really about mm -hmm. developing the ecosystem and the entrepreneurs yeah. and the education and everything. Yeah. How important is an, the, the entrepreneurial ecosystem that's being built in the Gambia? How important is that to the success of your business? It's really important. Or how important has it been? Has it been? It's really important, yeah. especially with Modo launching um, the Startup Grind. It has been mm. like one of the most interesting platforms here. Because anytime mm. they have an event, we are most likely to be there because they bring up really good speakers and they have mm. wide variety of topics. Because if you are starting new, information is your best friend. Because you wouldn't mm. know what's, what's available or what has been done or where you can get access to finances or where you could find um, bank transactions, those simple things. Because you're starting out new, you need those, all those informations in, in line. And Modu does those um, fire chats with different speakers and it's been amazing. And it gives us like platforms for us startup um, businesses 
to bring out our products and display it as vendors. And that way we get to network with other people who would know what we're doing. Yeah, it's been a really important step here in launching a business and, and growing your business because those information and those institutes would help us like a guide on what we could do and where we can get resources, where we can access different things if we need them. Yeah. Yeah, great. And Mudu spoke to us about, about funding and mm -hmm. um, there's the development of an angel network now. So in do you gamma, think yes. that, yeah, do you think that in the future you'll be, you'll be one of those companies that will be ready for angel investments? Or is that what you want? Do you want to be like a high growth startup or are you, are you in, I mean, it sounds like you do if you want to be a global brand or do yes. you want to, what do you want to do? So what we're doing now is just collecting different information and doing our mm -hmm. research and talking mm -hmm. to different um, people who are our mentors and our guide. And they would just um, seem to advise and guide us on, on what will yeah. be the best step to take for our brand, to take it to the international markets if the year is to come. Yeah. So yeah. we'll definitely be looking ready. into all, all the opportunities and then our, mm -hmm. we'll be weighing our options and looking at what will align with our company best and what will take mm -hmm. us like for this. Yeah. Now, as a startup entrepreneur, Maimuna, what's what's most important to you? Is it having access to capital? Is it having mentors? Is it business support? What What is the most important thing to you? Having a network or is it all of them? I think it's a, it's like all of them. <laughs> Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. having the network and having great mentors has been really mm -hmm. driving our business forward. Yeah, because mm -hmm. our mentors who have been here for a longer while know mm -hmm. already what it's like to drive a business in the Gambia. And then mm -hmm. those people introduce us to network of other people who would help us like grow the business. So having a right. network and, and mentors is really important in, in launching and growing your business here in the Gambia or everywhere else. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, For so sure. we're really grateful to everybody who's like been helping us um, all these years just to move our business forward. Yeah, I think it's really admirable as well because you guys are building something from scratch. I mean, mm -hmm. there's, you know, that doesn't exist. You know, yeah. you're literally building an ecosystem from scratch. You're mm -hmm. every, you know, it's not, it's not, you have no success stories yet. So you don't mm -hmm. have, you're, you're really blazing your own, your own trail. You don't trail, have anything. Yeah. To look, to you know, look, it's not like in more yeah. in more advanced economies. I can say, okay, I have her; she's been successful, mm -hmm. or he's been. You don't have anything, yeah. so yeah. I think that that's a blessing, but it's it's a curse and a blessing. You know, it's it's an opportunity. Yes, but it, it I can see why it would it would be yeah. very fearful. But I think yeah. overall, it's it's quite exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it's These a very exciting market. journey. Yeah, it's a very yeah. exciting journey because you get to discover things as you go. Some of yeah, them yeah. might not be as great, but others like leave you just speechless. Yeah. So it's yeah, been exactly. a really good journey for sure. Great. So what parting words do you have for our listeners? Um, anything you'd like to share? It could be words of encouragement or support. You can ask for something, share something. What would you like to leave us with? My um, I would just um, leave word of encouragement for people to believe in themselves. And, and trust in their journeys. Because if I didn't trust in mine, like I was having a really good stable job before I quit and went back to school. 
at, at mm-hmm. 26, a lot of people were looking at me like, oh, she's a little bit crazy. <laughs> and mm-hmm. she might be taking this too soon or too fast. Yeah, but I, I just always believe in what I'm doing. And I would like people to always keep believing in themselves and believing in their dreams. And nothing happens by accident. When we started, I knew this was like the right part for me because I could mm-hmm. feel it in, in every essence of my being. Yeah, I felt yeah. really happy just doing what I was doing even if you don't have money with it money is important but once you realize it's not important it's when you have the money and you're not happy where you are so oh god yes yeah oh boy a lot of people can relate to that (laughs) yeah it's it's really important but what you would know it's not everything once you are in like the wrong place because you get the money but you're still not satisfied yeah so people should trust in their journeys and just believe in themselves yeah and then it's great yeah, take the risk, but make sure it's like a calculated one and it's one that you believe in so much that if it doesn't work out, yeah, do you find something else to do? That's life. For sure. And yeah. you will learn because yeah, anything you that you're building you from scratch, you learn. Yeah, yeah for you sure. And you take you that experience with you. With, I think most you. people are, are just scared of failing and they're scared, they're scared about what people will think. But once you exactly. get over the what, once you get over the fact that people are always going to have an opinion, you just move on with your life, you know, like whatever. <laughs> that's like my mantra okay. every day <laughs> that's I mean it's okay for people day. to have opinion people will yeah. always talk but yeah, yeah just keep moving exactly yeah, and, and that's and that's life we all talk yeah, everybody's gonna yeah. have a perspective but it exactly. shouldn't stop you from doing what you want to do what so you want as, exactly as soon as you can get over that you move on with your life well my exactly. Muna, this has been absolutely fantastic it's I have been enjoyed amazing. the sound of the, the bird I don't know what yes. animal that is in the background <laughs> But it's, he, it's has a been, he or she has been going crazy. <laughs> I'm sitting right under a big tree. It's so beautiful mm-hmm. and green and so I calm and, and windy. Yeah. That's why well, the birds a... are just kind of singing. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. We, have, we have a nice aura for the interview today. Well, I'm looking exactly. out my window and it's pitch black and the moon oh. is out. Yeah. But it's cool and it, nice. Cool. Spring yeah. Spring is arriving and things are looking bright. So wonderful to have you on. Grateful for your time. Thank you so much. And then and if really anyone wants to check out Maya Muna on Instagram, they can yes. at Maya Muna Skin and Hair Care. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah. you sent all the details in your bio. So we'll have that on, okay. on the in the show notes as well. Okay. Thank brilliant. you so much, so, Joanne. Bye for now. Bye. Talk to you soon.